Welcome to the Mystic Access Podcast, where the magic is in learning. Hi, everybody, and welcome to the May 3rd episode of the Mystic Access Podcast. She's Kim. He's Chris. He forgot who I was there for a second. Well, I did because what happened a year ago, (laughs) podcast-wise, which was May 4th of 2021. The 4th was with us. It was, and we had announced our engagement to the world. Yes. Here we are, a year later. Yes, and we're still talking. We are. We're still living in the same house. It's all good. So we just wanted to think about that for a minute and say, where do years go? Where does the time go? Gosh, I don't know. My parents just celebrated their 50th, 50th, just to make that clear, wedding anniversary. And, you know, that's what we were talking about with them. Like, where does it go? And I said, you know, we're going to blink and we're about to have our first anniversary. So it's just amazing how time flies and kind of cherishing those moments and all those things. And speaking of cherishing moments, one thing we've been talking about lately, both in the podcast and among ourselves is efficiency and our april event turned into (laughs) a huge deal we were talking about the lyric scanning reading device that we've been discussing on the podcast and how it's added to the efficiency in our lives and we actually maxed out our april 28th event all the people who could register for it did we had 100 seats so we have extended the event we're going to offer it again replay it on may 5th So if you're getting this in time and you want to join us and learn more about the Lyric and how you can get one and how it can potentially enhance your life, then join us. You can register at mysticaccess.com slash readwithease, R-E-A-D-W-I-T-H-E-A-S-E. That's the registration link that will register you for the May 5th event. It's at 8.30 p.m. Eastern Time on Thursday the 5th. And it's about a 90-minute presentation, and we look forward to running it again. We look forward to answering your questions, and it's just cool. So if you want to increase the time in your life, this might be a device that can assist you, and we would love to share more about it with you. And we're really grateful for the huge response we've gotten to this topic. And this event is just shy of an hour and a half. Mm -hmm. So that gives you an idea of how much we can talk about the device how much we've learned about the device, and basically anything that we really know is in that recording. On April 28th, we had quite a few people, and we had a nice little conversation afterwards, and there were some general questions that were asked, and that was really fun. But it's all in the audio. It will be on the downloads page. After next Thursday's class. Correct. So if you're looking for it between now and next thursday you won't find it however if you do want to order a lyric you heard our podcast you're kind of curious you're thinking i think i'm sold already you can already do that by going to mysticaccess.com slash buy lyric b-u-y-l-y-r-i-q no dashes no anything b-u-y-l-y-r-i-q so that will get you to a link where you can purchase and we are an affiliate now of the North State Assistive Technology Company and website, and we will get a small commission should you choose to order a Lyric from North State Assistive Technology. So we would love to, of course, if you're interested, if you like what we do, help you to purchase your Lyric, and we get a small commission as a result of that as well. So just something to throw out there if you're interested. 
The nice thing is with affiliate links, you don't pay anything extra. Nope. You're paying exactly what you would pay otherwise, and we're making a little bit of money as well. It just goes to the affiliate in this instance that it was referred by us. That's how the affiliate links actually work. Yep. There's a little ID in there, and it says, oh, Mystic Access sent us these people, and therefore our commission will be generated for your sale. So... What are we going to talk about today? We're going to talk about something that a lot of blind and visually impaired people use on a day-to-day basis in one way or another. Even Mm -hmm. if you have a guide dog, you might find some situations where you still use your cane. Or if you have pretty decent travel vision, but you still want identification, you might also have a cane. However, what we're primarily going to talk about, we're going to talk about two different cane experiences today. And one of them is a little more low-tech, <laughs> that's my experience, so we'll get to that. But the other is a more high-tech cane experience. What did you find at CSUN that you decided you had to purchase? I found the WeWalk cane, W-E-W-A-L-K. Now, we've been hearing about this thing for a while, haven't we? Yeah, a couple of years at least. Mm-hmm. And what it is, it's a handle that connects to an Ambutech cane via a screw. So you're original Ambutech handle is gone and this new handle replaces it and that's where all of the electronics come into play. So it has an obstacle sensor, it actually has a compass built into the cane and it has Bluetooth that connects to your cell phone and it has even a light so you can actually turn on and off a light. So at night you can be seen which is kind of cool. I've got the cane here, and actually this kind of special cane, because on the other end, as we talked about in a previous podcast regarding our Seastone Adventures, one of those Sensi tips, which is basically, looks kind of interesting, it is a tip, and the one that I got was a hook-on tip, and the Sensi tip has a kickstand to keep your cane up in a corner or something like that, so hopefully it doesn't fall down and on either side of the kickstand you have two big wheels and on those wheels you've got so they roll like this hopefully you can hear that it's a little different when you are out and about (laughs) on the concrete it makes more like a roller skating type of sound and they actually kind of look like skate wheels too they kind (laughs) of do but they look like two big skate wheels and then on the edge Of those wheels are parts that turn. So see if you can tell what this looks like. So you've got these little round wheels, basically. They're like wheels on the edges of the wheels, on the spokes of the wheels. Yes. (laughs) Yeah. That's the only way you could really. Mm -hmm. The wheels have wheels. Yes. They have little appendages on them. Exactly. That roll. (laughs) Yes. But they're not sticking out or anything. No. You know. And what you do to remove the tip is you pull the tip. And on mine particularly, there's a little hook that hooks onto that elastic and keeps that tip into place. Yeah, if you've used a standard hook tip from any kind of tip, a rollerball or marshmallow or what have you, it works the same way. It's just a bigger tip. This tip is chunkier than other tips you may be familiar with. It is very chunky. It's a little heavy. You'll notice a little bit of weight on there. Although, when I've played with Chris's, I haven't noticed a significant amount of weight that would keep me from wanting to play with it you know it's very manageable well you have your own 
I do have my own. I haven't put it on yet, though. I've been really enjoying my new marshmallow rolling tip. So I'm sure I will switch those out. So on the cane handle itself, where the magic is, you've got an elastic wrist strap. Now, this is not what your cane wrist strap normally looks like. It's a different material, and it's a wider elastic band. Yes, it is. And then when you're on the tip of the tip of the cane, the topmost portion where this elastic connects, you will find a USB port, a micro USB port for charging my cane. As if we don't have enough things to charge. Yeah, right. Now we have a cane to charge as well. Right. So it's on the top of where your grip would live. And it's right on the top of the tip. So you kind of are moving down with your USB plug and right. tossing it in that way. Because yes. it is on the very top. It's on the very top, yes. So along the handle, you've got what they call buttons, but they're not really buttons. There's nothing you can press. You hold your finger there, and that's where you can feel the vibration of the sensor. For me, at least, and I'm going to try not to hit Kim. Thank you. But with me, at least, I find myself not using that because I find myself giving the ability to just feel it anyway. I mean, it's a very high motor. So you don't use it at all? I don't. And what they want you to do when you're using this cane is they want you to put it in your hand. They want you to put your thumb in this little groove between what they call these two buttons. They look like little screws or something, but they're not. It's just the way that they kind of look. Like it's like a, a little thumb rest. It's right. like a little Yes. Space. And if you go down just below that, you'll find a rectangle that's maybe an inch, inch and a half wide. And that's your touch sensor. So you can give the cane gestures to do certain things, like to turn the lights on and off, to do your other things. Maybe if you don't want the obstacle detection thing to work while you're standing in lines, you don't want the scene to be vibrating constantly, you can turn that off with a two-finger swipe down. So you can turn it on and off with a two-finger swipe down. So when you're going towards the door, for example, and you're not nobody's in front of you, you can utilize the optical sensor for what it is. When I've been out and about, I've had the optical sensor on, or the obstacle detection on, and it has saved me from bushes that are sticking out over the sidewalk. It is one time it saved me from hitting a tree branch because it was able to detect that. It does not detect drop-offs. It detects things that are waste and above. And just a clarification, the place where you do the gestures, it's kind of like, although it's way smaller, touching your cell phone screen on your phone. Exactly. Right. Yeah. You're just moving your fingers up and down in certain patterns. Now, it takes a little bit of getting used to it. At least it did for me. I was trying to emulate the gestures on the cane. And it's not just as quick as like it would be for me to pick up somebody else's phone and do a gesture on it. The material is different that you're touching, and you kind of have to move, at least I've found, all the way through that surface to get those gestures to work. Have you found that to be the case, too? Yes. Okay. You don't just put your finger, like, in the middle of the screen and do a swipe up, for instance. You would go down to the bottom, and you would swipe all the way up to the top, for instance. Like, for example, if I want to turn on and off the sensor, you take your two fingers, you put them at the top of the thing, and then you swipe down with two fingers to the other edge of the sensor. So that's how that works. Under this 
touchpad, you've got a round circle, and you don't want to play in that round circle. You want to keep that as clean as can be, and they say basically not to touch it, but you're not going to, I don't think you're going to destroy it if you touch it with your fingertip. It's just the way that the manual says, don't ever touch this. You can. I wouldn't push on it. Mm-mm. But if your finger kind of rubs up against it or something, it's probably not that big of a deal. But it's a big hole. It looks like a big round circle. And maybe a tenth of an inch or something is, it's like a little bowl, if you will. So you've got that. And that's where your optical sensor is. Now, if you look at the bottom of the handle, you've got the only real button on this. And that's your on-off button. And also, underneath that button, you've got Braille, and it says We Walk in Braille on the handle. And the rest of the cane down is your four or five section cane. Now, what's included in the box is the handle and the cane, and they're not connected. So you connect those yourself with the screw that's already connected to your We Walk. And there is a Bluetooth earpiece. So if you don't have a Bluetooth earpiece for your phone, it comes with one. It also comes with this little bag for covering your cane if it gets rainy or wet. This cane is not weatherproof. That's one thing to keep in mind. So if it starts raining on you, you pull out that bag and you throw the cane into that bag. You can still kind of use it. Obviously, you can't use the obstacle detection because the bag would be covering the sensor. Right, but you just cover up the top of your cane. It just slips down over it like a little hat that goes on top of your cane. Right. And you cinch it into place, got a little drawstring on it, Mm -hmm. and you close it up. So what I'm going to do really quickly is I'm going to try and unscrew this cane. (laughs) Just because. Okay. I'm, I'm weird this way. Speaking of screws, just another note for you. It does come with an additional screw. So if you have a cane that you love, like you feel like your fingers have been imprinted into that cane, and you want to use that cane. For whatever reason, you don't want to use the new cane. It does come with an extra screw. However, note, there's a little trick. About, yeah, we're yeah, going to talk about talk that in a minute. We're going to talk about this in a minute. Mm-hmm. But there's a trick to getting it onto your existing cane, which we'll discuss. But what do we have here is the screw. Oh, it's the screw. It's the screw. Mm-hmm. Okay. So the screw is on the end of the Ambutech cane, and the handle screws to that end. Now. So it's on the end of the second section, the top of the, the second section of the right, cane. Right, right. The original Ambutech handle is gone. Yep. So what I decided to do one day, because I was curious, I took that second screw and I had an old cane. So this is what you do. You have to be very, very, very careful when doing this. It's not hard. It's not hard. It just takes a little precision and care. Don't let go. Mm -mm. Don't let go, for sure. (laughs) You pull your old handle out enough and you grab a piece of elastic, your two elastic bands, and you cut with a pair of scissors or a knife or whatever. That old handle drops away, because it will. You're cutting that elastic. You're cutting that elastic. So what you want to do is you want to cut enough where you can pull through the screw. So you put those two pieces of elastic through that screw, and then you tie it off at the end so that the elastic is now through that screw. And you can kind of, if you get a wee walk, you can kind of look because they're not, as I said, they weren't connected. At least I don't believe they were connected in the box. I'm almost positive they were not connected to each other in the box. I seem to remember you having to screw them on because it took us a little bit of time to That's right, get that screw to work. Right. So now you have this knot at the top of your screw. <laughs> top of your cane. Yes. And I did it and it was successful. Mm-hmm. But it was hard to 
keep a hold of that elastic because that elastic, obviously, you let that thing go and it's going down that cane and then you've got to figure out how to feed it through. So you can take this cane, this wee walk, and you just put it on a screw and you... Is it righty-tighty? Yes, it is, as usual. So what we do is we will screw the cane together. And now... It's we, not every day you have to screw your cane together, is no, it? No, it's not. So now we've got the cane. So the cane is now back as a device. And what you do is it comes with a WeWalk app, which is a way that you can do things with the cane. For example, you can use GPS and you can do point of interest searches literally with your cane. You can talk to your cane. So you can say, where am I? And it'll give you your nearest address, your nearest street. And I've been kind of working with WeWalk and giving them suggestions on some of these items that possibly can be improved with the cane. For example, what I'd like to see when you say, where am I? I would like it to tell you your current address, your current street, your nearest cross street. And if you're walking a route, you want to be informed of your next transition or your next turn in that route. At least I would think so, because that leaves you to less errors when you're out and about, less getting disoriented and stuff like that. So I'm going to open the WeWalk app on my iPhone. 9, and you can use the app without the cane. You can. So if you're curious to see what this app is all about, there is a $9 a month fee that you can pay. If you have a WeWalk, of course, you don't have to pay that. It connects to your WeWalk and everybody's happy. One thing I really like in the app, Home. as we'll see, is there's a whole tab for, I think it's called the Academy, and it's a whole bunch of learning information about the WeWalk cane. Yes, and it's really cool. Yeah, it's very thoughtfully designed. So we're going to open the app. Open WeWalk. And this is available for Android as well. We're just using we iOS. Home it is. Heading. So you've got home heading. your home heading. And then if I flick to the right, My current location. it says your current location, and I silence the speech. So I'm going to flick to the right. Save location button. I can save that location. So let's say I am in front of, and I'll give you a perfect example of why this might be more beneficial. And I used to do this years ago with other GPS applications. Let's say that you're in a plaza and you are at a restaurant and you want to get back to that restaurant. The plaza's point of interest might be at the street and not at the physical location. So what you might want to do is be standing in front of the restaurant that you want to get back to and save that location so that you can get back to that restaurant, maybe front door, you call it the front door or something like that. Or you might give it some sort of thing like restaurant, front door, park bench on the side of the, you know, you can give it that kind of descriptions and things like that. So it allows you to save your current location so that you can get back to it, which again might be more accurate than just going to that point of interest because sometimes, again, points of interest, the way that they're geocoded, are at the street in a plaza type of situation or a mall type of situation. They're at the street and not at the physical spot. So you might say something like Olive Garden, Spring Plaza, yes, front door. Yes. Mm -hmm. Share my location button. 
You I could. have a quick question about that, though. Yes. That location that you just passed, since that's our home location, is there a reason that says save there? Because I thought we did save the home location. We did, and I don't know why it's saying save, okay. but we did. <laughs> just wondering. Save the same location. All right. That's okay. Just wondering. So. Save look, share my location button. I can share the location. Let's say that I know another WeWalk person and I want them to meet me at a specific place. I can share that location. They can then plot it as their destination and they can come. Exploration mode, switch on. So exploration mode is a mode that will announce points of interest when you are within a certain radius of that point of interest. You can turn that on or you can turn that off while you are walking. Some people find that valuable information. Some people find it useless chatter. It really depends on the person. It also might depend on if you're in downtown Manhattan, for example, you might be inundated with points of interest and you might want to turn that on or off. Exploration repeat interval, 640 feet. And that's really kind of cool. Exploration repeat interval. So every 640 feet, it's going to repeat that information to you. Connect WALK button. So here's how you connect your WeWalk. The WeWalk is currently off, and we'll deal with that in a second. Explore button. Here is how you explore. This is different from exploration mode? This is different. This is called explore. You can search for a point of interest and get to that point of interest. So it'll give you categories and stuff like that. So if you want to search for restaurants or maybe banks and stuff like that, you can do that from just within the category. Transport button. Transport's cool. That's your bus stops and your rail stops. Navigate button. Here's navigate. This is how you can navigate somewhere. You create a route somewhere and it will navigate you to that destination. My places button. These are places that you saved with that save button. Tab bar selected home tab. And then we've got our tabs at the bottom. So you got home. Preferences tab two of four. Your preferences. Academy tab three of four. There's the academy that Kim was talking about. Profile tab four of four. And there's my profile because I am signed into my account. So let's go back to preferences. Account preferences tab two of four. We're going to double tap. We're going to go up to the top of the screen. Navigation preferences button. Preferences, preferences, heading. So we got preferences here. We got navigation preferences. Navigation preferences, button. Exploration mode preferences, button. Exploration mode preferences. Other preferences, button. Other preferences. Version history, button. Version history. Tab bar, home, tab, And something else. Now what we're missing is the cane preferences. So what I'm going to do is I'm going to go back to home. Home, tab, one of four. And I'm going to turn on the cane. So to do that, you press and hold the power button that's on the bottom of the cane. And you get this little sound. And what is that? That's the <laughs> sensor. So There's your sensor. What I was talking about earlier is if you take two fingers and swipe down, now it's off. So because it's like the sensor is looking at my face... <laughs> It's it sees your face. It sees my detection. It, you know, it sees that there's an obstacle there. And I don't want it vibrating constantly, so I have just swiped down with two fingers and shut it off. Sometimes you can lie it on the floor, but that's not always a reliable method, as we have discovered in the couple right. of weeks that we've had it. Right. Preferences. Tab so let's go back to... Might save location. Share my look. Exploration. Exploration. Connect. E-W-A-L-K. Button. Let's double tap. Searching for walks around you. 
This may take a few seconds. Ellipsis, disconnect me, W-A-L-K, button. And that little cool sound you heard means it's you're connected. connected. Correct. So now let's go back down to... My tab bar, preferences, Preferences. Tab. Now we're going to see preferences, device preferences button. That hey. first button, device preferences. So it's smart enough to know not to show the device preferences if you don't have the device connected. So we're going to double tap this. Obstacle detection, switch off. So it's already smart enough to know that it's off. Let's see what happens if I go. Obstacle detection, switch on. So it's on. Hey. <laughs> Obstacle detection, switch off. Let's turn that off. So now we're going to flip to the right. Obstacle detection distance, max. Now this is max. kind of an interesting Obstacle one. Obstacle detection distance, max. Right. So you've got maximum, minimum, and a couple of other little settings. So if it's vibrating way too much for you, even when you're outside, you might want to reel it in a little bit so that it's not <laughs> constantly vibrating to you. Max, adjustable. So it's Swipe a picker. They've done a lot of settings with pickers, which is actually kind of cool. So you just flick up. Min. There's minimum. Low. There's low, mid, mid, max, and max. Where do you like it? It depends on what I'm doing, again. And this kind of setting, and I'll show you in a minute, you can actually change from the cane itself. So what we're going to do is we're going to flick to the right. Stand in front of a straight wall and slowly approach the wall with your WALK cane. When you perform this action, make sure that there are no other obstacles around you. As you approach the wall, be mindful of the obstacle alert and choose the option that provided the appropriate distance warning. For an individual with average height, select the medium option. You can test the distance which you believe to be correct by walking in an open area. So for an individual with normal height, you might want to select medium. So it's just something to play with. For me, I like it on max when I'm out, but sometimes that is giving erroneous information because it's detecting a tree that might be further away from me than I want. It's not going to give me that information. So I might play with it more when I'm out and about as well. Mute WALK, switch off. She can mute your WeWalk. Let's see what that says. WALK sound level 100. So again, you can change the volume of your WeWalk. Volume, volume and vibration is not the same thing, I suppose. No. Good. Volume of the speaker. Yep. In order to try WALK audio options, you can hear the options through WALK by pressing the options above. You can use the key to unmute WALK. WALK unmutes when connected to the phone again. To unmute in a practical way, you can turn your WALK off and on and wait for it to connect again. Distance warning, switch on. Sounds an audible alert when a distance is created between the mobile device and WALK. So if you walk away from your cane or you forget your cane at home. Or your phone at home. <laughs> or your phone at home. You can get a distance alert to let you know that your devices are now further away than they probably should be. So you should be taking your phone out with your WeWalk? Yes, especially if you want the GPS stuff to work. Mm -hmm. There's no GPS receiver in it. There's no way for it to store maps on the cane itself. So that kind of stuff you will get from the app itself. And I believe even the menu won't work if your phone is not nearby and not connected. The voice menu, for example. Horn, switch off. So this is kind of a nice little safety thing. Let me turn this on for a second. Distance warning, switch on. Oops. Sounds inaudible with horn, switch off. Horn, switch on. I love when iOS just kind of has a mind of its own. <laughs> so now, if I press and hold with one finger. My places. Close button. That horn. 
So if you're ever in a situation where you want this cane to make loud noises, let's see, we'll do that again. We will double tap and hold. And of course, I think I'm in the menu now. Slide to exit. Menu has closed. Back button. Notice it moves you on the phone, too. It does. And I'm holding my finger. I made a suggestion to them for safety reasons to have a gesture that doesn't make you hold your finger on that cane. So let's say, for example, you're getting attacked and you do this horn thing. Let's try this again. And see, it's taking you a second to it engage is. it, even in a good circumstance, it where is. you're panicking, freaking out because you're being mugged. Right. You want to get to that gesture quickly. Quickly. So now, if somebody grabs my cane from me, okay, yep. big deal. It's gone. It's gone. So I suggested that they kind of make that a different gesture that you have to disengage. And maybe it's an option if some people don't want that horn. But I think that horn's nice. Mm -hmm. It's enough to draw attention to somebody. Yeah, somebody's going to look over at you and go, what is that? Right. Device preferences. Heading. So notice because Chris went out of the menu on the cane, it moved him back to the top of this device preferences area. Well, right. So now you have to get back to where you were. Distance warning. Yep. In order to try, we WAL get 100. And jump in. Distance sounds and audible alert when a distance is created. Horn. Switch on. Device version. V23.0.35.100 underscore CCS. There's the device version. Device version. And there we go. That's it. Yes. So let's go back. Preferences. Heading. And we're going to device preferences, navigation preferences button. Let's take a peek at a couple of other ones. So we're going to do navigation preference. Direction repeat preference button. This is kind of a unique thing too. Selected every sixty-five feet. Every sixty-five feet. So if I walk every sixty-five feet and I'm following a route, it should give me the information to my next turn. This option allows you to select how often the navigation step is repeated as you walk for a specified distance or for a specified time interval during navigation. The old Sendero stuff used to call this multiple repeat, and you could set up time and not distance. I think distance is kind of cool, actually. The time one, if you set it for every 20 seconds, it's going to repeat every 20 seconds. So if you No matter how slow or fast you're walking. Right. Even if you're stopping. Ooh. So if you're stopping to talk to someone, <laughs> your GPS would say... You know, 1.5 miles to your next turn, blah, 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 blah. 1.5 miles to your next turn, blah, 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 blah. So that's how that would work. Navigation direction button. Selected. Clock directions X. So do you, like, do you like clock directions? Do you like ahead and behind? You have that option. You even Left, have right. cardinal directions as well. Okay. Announce street names during navigation. Switch on. And you can have it announce street names if you want if you want to turn that off you can do that too but sometimes when you're walking especially in a familiar area that you don't really need to plot a route street names can be very important choose distance unit button here's your distance unit selected inch feet miles and you've got 50 percent whoops 55 selected inch choose distance unit button let's hit that button instead inch feet miles adjustable so it's Swipe a picker. Up or down with one finger to adjust the value. Centimeters, meters, kilometers. Screenshot. Screenshot. Inch, feet, miles. So for mm. our friends in Canada and the UK and other places, yes. you might want to change this. Exactly. Inch, feet, inch, feet, miles. We'll Adjustable. Go back. Diagram. Screenshot. Inch, feet, mile. Okay. Button. Okay. Oh, you actually back hit button. okay. I first. hit okay, yes. 
Navigation truck back button. Nav direction repeat. And I think selected inch that's feet, it. Miles. Back, back button. Let's take a really back quick button. peek Preferences. at the Heading. academy. Tab bar profile tab academy tab. I really like these thoughtfully designed audios they have in here. Yes, I do. Some too. work went into this, and I appreciate that little extra touch. These yep. extra touches. So there's news. Gesture training button. There's gesture training. We WALK one hundred and one button. There's we walk one oh one. Device sounds button. This is cool. Let's take a Let's look at this. Let's show this one, yeah. Pressing and holding the power button turns on we WALK. Play sound button. Play sound. And it plays it through the speaker of your phone, because maybe you don't have your WeWalk connected. Pressing and holding the power button turns off we WALK. Play sound button. Play sound. Gives an audible warning when the device is plugged in. Play sound button. Play sound. <laughs> Gives an audible warning when the device is unplugged. Play sound button. Play sound. Gives an audible warning when battery is low. Play sound button. Play sound. <laughs> They're cute too. Is they are. The touchpad is pressed and held. Play sound button. Play sound. That's for the assistant. That's for the assistant. And the horn and the assistant share the same gesture. So if the horn is on, you can't use the assistant. If the horn is off, then you can use the assistant. The microphone deactivates when the fingers are lifted from the touchpad. Play sound button. Play sound. WALK goes to sleep mode when it is inactive. Play sound button. Play sound. I love those. WALK wakes up when there is activity. Play sound button. Play sound. My two unabashed favorite sounds. Yes. Gives an audible warning when the where's my WALK button in the app is pressed. Play sound button. Play sound. I think that's the same as the horn, is it not? Sounds an audible alert when a distance is created between the mobile device and WALK. Play sound button. Play sound. The device light is turned on when pinching or separating fingers placed diagonally on the touchpad. I can never get this to work. Play sound button. Play sound. It might be my fingers, but I'll show you how you can modify and turn on your light. The device light is turned off when pinching or separating fingers placed diagonally on the touchpad. Play sound button. Play sound. Tapping on the touchpad once and holding activates the device horn. Play sound button. Play sound. No, it's not the same sound. Okay, it's that's not. what I was sitting here waiting for to hear it again. It's a yeah, different sound. It's a different sound. Play sound. And that's the final sound. There's also actually recorded audio of a person teaching you stuff in here, there too, is. isn't there? Let's go back. Let's do a short one. Yep. Just show you a Where can I purchase a WW user guide button? Couple of sentences. Let's go in here. Back button. Back button. WALK 101. Heading. Play sound. Voice menu. 37 button. We're going to do a little bit of this one. Let's see what he says. Play voice menu. We will now talk through WeWalk's voice menu. The voice menu allows you to access and change many of WeWalk's features and settings straight from the WeWalk device via sound. This means when you are walking, you will no longer have to take out your smartphone to get your features or settings. To access the voice menu, simply double tap the WeWalk's touchpad. You can then swipe left or right on the touchpad. If you swipe right or swipe left, you will hear nearby stops. So I just wanted to give you a little bit of how that works. And what we're going to do then is we're going to take his advice and we're going to double tap with one finger on the 
touchpad. My places. Close button. And you've got my places. Now, if I swipe to the right or swipe to the left on this touchpad with one finger. Explore. Transport. Device preferences. Let's go into device preferences. Double tap. Sound level. So I could change the sound level. Obstacle detection. I can turn on or off the obstacle detection. Turn light on. I'm going to turn the light on, so we're going to double tap. Turn light off. So now it tells me that the LED or the light is on. Now, whether it is or not, I have no idea, but <laughs> it's supposed to be. So we're going to double tap with one finger. Turn it off. Turn light on. Because now it's saying turn light on. Sound level. So now we're back to sound level. So now we're going to back out by swiping down with one finger. Device preferences. So now we're at device preferences. Let's take a little peek. Transport. There's transport. Explore. There's explore. My places. My places. Find my phone. Find my phone. So if I didn't know where my phone was, I can find my phone from my WeWalk. And I can do the opposite. If I had my phone and lost my WeWalk, I could find my WeWalk. Device preferences. And we're back to device preference. So let's go to explore. Find my phone. My places. Explore. Double tap. All. There's all. So here's categories. Arts and entertainment. I actually like this a lot. Food and cafes. So I'm hungry. Let's go to food <laughs> and cafes. Sinatra's restaurant, 1,725 feet. So now we're going to flick to the right. Or to the left. Curry's restaurant, 2,320 feet. Okay. Sinatra's restaurant, we're back to 1,725 feet. So it's a little, a little slow, but it's cool. Why is it only showing us two? Curry's restaurant, 2,320 feet. I'm going in the wrong direction. Frank's Gourmet Hot Dogs, 3,775 feet. So there's Frank's Gourmet Hot Dogs. Yum. If I want to, actually, let's go a little bit further. Anderson's Frozen Custard, 3,950 feet. That's another place we love. Moe's Southwest Grill, 0.77 miles. All right. Let's say we wanted to go here. Okay. We double tap. Go there. We can go there, and that's go there. all that we have. So let's hit go there. This is cool. Close button. So now the phone is kind of interacting with phones in your pocket or whatever. But let's walking go. 20 minutes. It says walking 20, 20 minutes. minutes. So it'll take you 20 minutes to walk. Or transport 13 minutes. You could take the bus. Transport 16 minutes. You can take another bus. Yep. Uber, three minutes. Uber will be there in three minutes. Or... Lift, three minutes. Lift, same thing, three minutes. So if you have Uber and Lyft installed on your phone, you can summon them from the cane. Now, of course, you're going to have to pull your phone out. phone out of your pocket and interact with the Lyft or Uber app, but you can do it this way. So Walking, 20 let's minutes. Let's go to walk. We're going to walk. Starting navigation. Most Southwest Grill. So now Target it's just, is 0.77 mile away at 12 o'clock. Head on avenue so it tells you what street to head on and then once you start doing your route it's going to give you instructions to complete your route so i'm going to flick down with one finger and we'll see what happens so what you have to do turn sharp left nine o'clock on 
Boulevard what in you have to do is completed. Estimated time of arrival, 26 minutes. it's giving you information but what you have to do at this point if you want to end the route you have to go into your phone calendar widget stack go to the we walk app scanner End navigation button. And at the bottom right of the screen, there's an end navigation button, and you can double tap that. Home heading. And you are now home. You're not navigating anymore. So are you in the menu now on the cane? Or? We're on. We're out of everything, I think. Let me see. By places. Yep. Ah, Close yeah. Button. Yep. The cane doesn't give you the verbosity that the phone does. It doesn't say, hey, you've exited the menu, you've right. done this or that. Flight to exit. Except when you do this. Yeah. Menu has closed. Yeah. That's the only time it does. Yeah, when you're yeah. actually directly interacting with it, it does. Right. So if I go to the right. My current save look at share my location. Exploration mode. Exploration repeat. We WALK connected. Battery 75%. That's cool. So that's kind of cool. But mm -hmm. let's say your phone is in your pocket. Okay. If I want to know that information, I put one finger on the touchpad and... Come on, shake the cane. <laughs> well, that didn't work. I've gotten it to work before. You I have, have to like, put some pressure on it or something. Yeah. It's come definitely, on, come on. It's definitely a shake gesture. It is a shake gesture. I think it's like a shake a certain way. Yeah, I've gotten it to work outside, too. Mm -hmm. <laughs> <laughs> so that's how you can do it, and it does work. It's just you've got to take some of these gestures and work with them. Like Kim said earlier, it's not a easy, just pick it up and use it thing. Mm -mm, no, it's like anything else. It's got a little bit of a learning curve to it. you got to play with it and kind of figure some of this stuff out. Like, I can't do the light gesture. I get it to make the first sound, the light on sound, but I can never make it make the light off sound. Let me see if I can when do I play it now. With it. See? I can't do it. For whatever reason, I just can't do the light sound. Oh, of course. <laughs> But that sounds like the same sound yeah. to me. I never hear the off version of that sound. Right. And the weird thing is, now if you went into it, it might tell you that the light was off and not on. So I don't know if it's actually doing it. It's right. a little weird. It is kind of weird. So I just go in and turn it on when I want it on. Mm -hmm. I turn it off when I want it off. Yeah. I mean, you know, for the light, at least for me, I know when I'm going to need it. So you just turn it on Yeah, and turn it when off. the sun is down, you, you turn the light on. Right. So that's it for the We Walk discussion and... It's got lots of potential. So now we're going to talk about a cane that Kim bought. I did. I was doing new cane, wasn't I? Yeah, it was old. <laughs> it was very old. It was old, decrepit cane. So I went to Ambitech, going back to Ambitech Canes, and I went to their website. They're based in Canada and bought myself a new Ambitech cane. Now here comes an interesting discussion. Chris and I both have non-standard color canes. There's a lot of controversy about non-standard canes. And we're of the opinion that the cane has nice reflective tape on it. You're going to see me. And I don't see how you could possibly think that is not a cane. Even though it is not your standard red and white cane. Even society sometimes doesn't understand what the white cane what the white cane is supposed to do or what it is for you have people come up to you and grab your cane i mean at least i've heard horror stories of this i've had that happen i have had it happen occasionally it's been a long time but it has happened to me you know people just don't get it so what's the difference in my way of thinking if you've got a colorful cane versus your standard cane 
Number one, it serves the same purpose. And if people don't understand what the standard color is, they're not going to understand it's any better. Right. To me, it doesn't make that much of a difference. Now, if you're a mobility instructor, you're probably going to write and say, no, 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 disagree with you. And, you know, there are people who get the colorful canes just for parties and things like that. But, you know, I think it's cool. I think it reflects <laughs> reflects my personality Right. to get something that's cool. So what is your cane? My cane is a green handle, gold shaft, and green tip. And I bought two of them. And when I got the Wee Walk, and I haven't done this yet, but I was very hesitant in cutting off the tip of my nice cane and put the Wee Walk handle on it. Of course. I might do it eventually, but I'm still a little hesitant because they're nice canes still. Sometimes people have told me that my cane looks like bamboo. It looks wood from a distance and even up close. We had an IRA agent actually say the same thing, that the cane over the camera looked like it was wood, which I thought was kind of cool. It's very cool. Well, my cane, after looking on different YouTube videos and various things, and I'll actually find and post a YouTube video about Ambitech canes in the show notes. If you have an hour and you want to spend listening to a really good discussion by someone who works at Ambitech about Ambitech canes, it's a really cool thing to listen to. I actually very much enjoyed it, and it was a couple years old, but it was a really cool discussion, and I'll post it in the show notes for y'all. But I decided, after much hesitation and thought, to get a robin's egg blue grip, a pink shaft, and the bottom of my cane is purple. Typical. Typical me. I'm not the huge girly girl, but I'm girly enough (laughs) to wear, and of course I mean this in the most positive way possible, I like to have some color in my life. And so I thought this would be enjoyable. And I specifically talked to an IRA agent about it and said, is this going to be tacky? And, you know, she and I had a really good discussion. She was a really good agent. And we just had a really good discussion about it. I think I'm very happy with it. The cane itself, the quality is fantastic. It's really nice to have nice new elastic. The joints are awesome. They're better than anything I've ever had in the past. It's just a really nice, sturdy cane. I've only taken it out once thus far, but it worked perfect. It was very enjoyable. My marshmallow tip on the end is blue, or is supposed to be blue. At least I haven't asked about it yet, but I assume it's blue to match my Robin's Egg Blue grip. So it's very cool. I really like having something that reflects my personality, and I'm very happy with it. That's cool. I also got a bag from Ambitech. It's got a clip up at the top, and it's denim. And it's got like a pleather or a leatherette on the inside. And it's a cane keeper bag, essentially. You can put your cane in there and you don't have to carry your dirty cane around in your hand when you're on a plane or in a car or something. You just stick your cane in there. Yeah. And I really like it. I'm glad I spent the 20-something dollars to go ahead and get that. Because to me, it feels more sanitary to carry it around like that if I need to carry it in my hand for whatever reason. I do wish it had a little wrist strap, but you could easily fashion yourself one of those and put it into the clip or sure. find a way to make that happen. But it's very sturdy. It's actually much more than I expected for $20. So now that we've had this cane discussion and all of our different types of canes that we have, the fancy to the non-fancy, we wanted to let you all in on the results of the contest. And we're going to put the original sound back in because we no longer have that sound. Unfortunately, 
Nobody guessed. Nobody guessed. Y'all had no idea. I did ask a friend that I actually did tell this friend of mine the answer of what the sound was, and he couldn't believe it either. But remember when I told you that I cut the cane to put the new screw on to see how that worked, the old cane? Well, what the sound was is two cane pieces being smacked together. (laughs) So there you go. You're now aware of the answer to the contest. Yes, so that was the sound. It was the two pieces of the cane that were being smacked together. We could all have a cane percussion band. There you go. That would be cool. That would be cool. All the different sound effects that a cane can make. Yeah, what can you do with your cane? What can you hit it on? Or how can you slap it together, different pieces of your cane, (laughs) to make it sound different? Yeah, and we had talked about this episode being the episode where the answer to the contest was going to be announced so now you know so now you know well now that we have walked around you are probably tired and we will let you go off to continue your day but thank you as always for listening to us we'd love to have you if you hear this in time if you want to make it to our may 5th class love to have you for that and of course we appreciate you listening and your support thank you everybody Bye. bye The preceding podcast is a presentation of Mystic Access, where the magic is in learning. If you are blind or visually impaired and desire to discover how our comprehensive products and services may support and empower your assistive technology journey, we welcome your visit at www.mysticaccess.com. Have a question or wish to place an order via phone? Call us at 716-543-3323. If you have something to share about this podcast episode, press 4 to reach our Mystic Access podcast comment line. Email us at info at mysticaccess.com. Connect with us on Twitter at twitter.com slash mysticaccess and like us on Facebook at facebook.com slash mysticaccessempower. Would you like to spread the word about our podcasts? Your friends and colleagues may listen and subscribe at www.mysticaccesspodcast.com. If you enjoy our episodes, consider leaving us an iTunes rating and review. Your comments are greatly appreciated. Thanks for spreading the word, and thanks for being a listener. We hope you enjoyed this episode.